0: time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy hump day. Okay, big day on the Massey Tunnel file. We've been yeah. waiting four years here for an announcement on what they're going to do about this one of the worst commuter bottlenecks in the Lower Mainland. Uh, four years since the NDP put the brakes on a, a massive bridge that the previous Liberal government were building to replace the Massey Tunnel. The, uh, this morning at 11.30, we are going to find out what's the deal here. And we the big one here is, will it be Plan A, the bridge, or do they build a new tunnel? Well, and I think the government's bit clearly tipped its hand here that they want a tunnel. They want a new tunnel. And that's what right. I'm expecting.
1: Yeah, the NDP's never been in support of the bridge. I mean, they are very uh, uh, fierce critics of the bridge when they are in opposition. And no, Even though it's always been on the table... As an option, uh, none of the mayors want the bridge. Everybody
0: wants the tunnel, the second tunnel. You know, well, not everybody. Well, almost everybody. I mean, everybody. the First Nation down there didn't want yeah, the didn't tunnel. They didn't want That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, that could be a sticking point here. The Twoson First Nation, they yeah. wanted a, they wanted the bridge.
1: Yep. No, that's a good point. But I think the mayor's council made it clear they favor the tunnel. And I, yeah. I'd be surprised if it's not a, a tunnel option, um, again, because NEP's never displayed any support for the bridge option. That was a massive bridge if you recall. That was going to be the biggest bridge in B C. Yeah, oh by far. I mean yeah. it was gonna and and the ramps to get on there because of the the silt on the land there uh was so deep that it was just gonna be a huge on ramps. It was going to be a massive uh I remember one of the analysis of the bridge pointed out the um one of the problems was that it blocked out the sun on a housing development.
0: That's one <laughs> of the things that Richmond was <laughs>
1: complaining about. Yeah. Uh, and that was a serious concern. So, yeah, it's 1130 today, we expect the tunnel to be the option going forward. Uh, what's going to be interesting, though, you've got Justin Trudeau in, in, in uh, Vancouver today. Uh, what better time to access party dollars than an election campaign? Aaron O'Toole, Conservatives, already on the record saying they would support funding uh, sure. w- the option to, to replace the Massey Tunnel. Whatever that option would be, it'll be interesting to see what Justin Trudeau's position is. I I can't believe I'd be surprised if he wasn't going to be part of a funding option down the road. Not today, but I mean, he's uh, he's there for a billion dollars plus on a SkyTrain extension. Why not uh, throw a billion dollars into what is likely oh, to the be money several is,
0: billion dollars to to replace the Massey tunnel? The money is endless here. And oh, you, yeah. you know that Trudeau is he'll be looking for a photo op later in the campaign, showing up with a big. Bag I think of money.
1: I think he'll come back to sure. BC at some point. I mean, De- Delta is a key riding for the Liberals. Um, Carla Qualtrough. Carla Qualtrough was a breakthrough win there. Yeah. Uh, when a, in a riding that for years was a conservative stronghold, right. now it's a liberal strong liberal riding, and she's in favor of uh, replacing that tunnel, and you can be sure the feds are going to be expected to step up to the plate.
0: Sure, you would have Carla Qualtro there, a Trudeau cabinet minister with uh, making the announcement on funding for this project for sure. So 11.30 a.m. is when we expect this announcement of a new tunnel to replace the existing Massey tunnel. We're going to bring you that live. Now the Liberals, they had actually started building a bridge instead of a new tunnel earlier which the NDP sort of. put the brakes on. Well, they started to sink, yeah. they put they piled up some sand and yeah. started to sink yeah. some pilings and stuff. They,
1: they put some pilings on there, but no no
0: real super um,
1: and then advanced they, construction.
0: They also said it was going to come in under budget, like it was $3.5 bucks yeah. for this bridge. It was going to be a huge bridge, 10-lane super bridge. Let me play a clip here before you get your thoughts. So this is Ian Payton, who is the Liberal MLA for Delta South, on the show yesterday talking about why he wants to forget about a new tunnel. He wanted the bridge instead. Have a listen.
1: Very unfortunate that it's taken them almost a year now to get this business case before the public so we know what's going on. Uh, when I was on Delta City Council, I mean, it was all about a bridge. We we met yeah. endlessly with the project manager, Mr. Jeff Freer. Uh, everybody was on board with the city of Delta that a bridge project was the best project. It went directly over top of the existing tunnel and would not take up any uh, housing uh, areas of Dees Island Park or agricultural land. So uh, I, I'm hoping for a bridge, but... Um, who knows?
0: Well, I think he's going to be disappointed because it's going to be another tunnel. Uh, uh, sort of a fatalistic tone
1: in Ian's voice there yeah. that he knows what's uh, likely to come. We don't know for sure. We'll know at 1130. But again, I've seen no no pronouncements from the NDP ever that would support the bridge concept. They were always critics of it. It's always officially remains an option on the table. Yeah. They've always been leaning towards the tunnel, and that's what I'm expecting. Okay,
0: 1130 a.m. is the announcement. We'll bring it to you live. Let's talk about some of the mandatory vaccination announcements coming out of Ontario. This yeah. This is, this is huge. So, Maple Leafs, your your team. The Toronto Maple Leafs, mandatory vaccination for staff and fans. Toronto Raptors right? Toronto well. Raptors too. We'll see like the, what the Vancouver Canu- Canucks are going to do it too. Come oh, on.
1: I'd be shocked if the Canucks don't yeah. do it. Also, the Ontario government announcing a uh, broad vaccine mandate, with some exceptions, uh, in health and education right across the board. If you don't get vaccinated, you have to undergo regular testing of those uncomfortable tests. So we haven't seen all the details coming of Ontario and Quebec for that matter. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry here in BC is expected to make an announcement either later this week or next week of what to expect in the education sector, both the K-12 and the university uh, post-secondary. You've had faculty association presidents on here saying we want mandatory vaccines uh, in our colleges and universities. Not sure what to expect from Dr. Bonnie Henry, but this is gaining momentum right across the continent. You've got New York. You've got San Francisco with really strong vaccine mandates. You've got other cities and states considering these. You're going to see this in Canada, and you're going to see it in B.C.
0: Yeah, it does really seem to be uh, gaining strength right now. Let's have a listen to Dr. Kieran Moore here. This is Ontario's chief medical health officer announcing a vaccination policy here for education in Ontario. Could the same thing happen here in B.C.? Have a listen to this. In support of the province's robust return to school plan, the Ministry of Education is finalizing a vaccination policy for all publicly funded school board employees, as well as staff in licensed childcare settings with rapid test requirements for staff who are not immunized against COVID-19. Okay, so that's Ontario's chief medical health officer. They're now stopping short, though, of mandatory vaccination for teachers. Well, the, yeah. Yeah.
1: well it says public school board
0: employees. No, but he said that if you don't get vaccinated, then you'd have rapid testing. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that was similar to the rule we had in long-term care here, if you recall. Right. Uh, up until last week, when it became mandatory uh, in long-term care, and perhaps that's where we're headed, uh, where there is going to be an out. If you're not going to get vaccinated, you have to undergo. Uh, for long-term care, it was three tests a week, uh, and these are uncomfortable tests. Yeah. Shoving that. Who wants to go through that know. three times? Well, a there week. Were, it seemed to be the policies Seemed to be make it as uncomfortable as possible. If you're not going to be vaccinated, not only did you have to get tested three times a week with those uncomfortable testing, but you also had to wear PPE. And in some cases, not just a mask, but full gown uh, and and such. And that may be the requirement. But again, we're not seeing the details yet in the education system. We're going to get them either later this week or next week, we expect, or perhaps the week after that, from Dr. Bonnie Henry, of what to expect in K-12 and in universities. I know BCTF President Terry Morin has been on this program calling for a return to the mandatory mask policy. We may see What about mandatory vaccines, though? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I I would assume the BCTF membership mirrors the public in terms of vaccination rates. So we're at 82, almost 83% first dose rate, more than 72% full immunization across society. I would assume the BCTF membership mirrors that. I would assume at least 80% of BC's teachers have been immunized. So why wouldn't you uh, uh, support a mandatory vaccine rule when it would protect uh, your membership, particularly when your membership is already bought into it to such a large degree?
0: Well, I'd like to be a fly on the wall in the union headquarters as they discuss this issue, because it's interesting what's happened in Ontario, where the teachers union in Ontario is calling for mandatory vaccination. So it seems like the Ontario teachers union going further than the BCTF has, at least to this point. To this w- point. like, what do you think the odds are that the BC Teachers Federation will come out and accept mandatory vaccination for teachers? Do you think they'll do that, or that's no, a tough it's, call? It's, like, you know, like the, you team, can argue the, both her- the public service alliance nationally is uh-huh. is opposed to
1: Trudeau's call for uh, mandatory vaccines. Even though I would again, I would think at least eighty percent of the public service alliance has been immunized and supports immunization. So it's it's very interesting for any organization to block a mandatory vaccine. Uh, rule when the vast majority of your membership buys into the immunization program, it's a it's a real um, dilemma I think for for a number of unions.
0: It's tough for these unions because are they going to then turn around and say, okay, let's say you got an anti-vax teacher, or some teacher doesn't want to get the vaccine for whatever reason, and your own union is going to tell you that we think you should get the vaccine mandatory, or else you're going to lose your job. I mean the union is there to protect your job, not tell you yeah and not it, tell you, you know, you're gonna lose your job it, if you don't follow this. And
1: unions understandably so, are reluctant to attach too many conditions to terms of employment. This is this yeah. would be another condition added to terms of employment that suddenly you cannot have that job because of this new rule coming in. And unions, understandably, are, are, are a little cautious about that.
0: Okay, real quickly, uh, Prime Minister, uh, Justin Trudeau, the Liberal leader here, campaigning in British Columbia today. And a short time ago, he promised money for fighting wildfires in B.C. Let's have a listen to Trudeau here. This fire season has been one of the worst on record. It's clear we need more people and more resources to fight these wildfires and keep communities safe. So that's exactly what we're ready to deliver. A re-elected Liberal government will invest five hundred million dollars ahead of the next fire season for the firefighters and equipment provinces need. Okay, five hundred million for BC firefighting, or, is there, or did he say all the provinces? Yeah, all the provinces. Yeah, okay. it's a, it's a, yeah.
1: Again, um, you are going to see spending promises like <laughs> like never seen before. I mean, the deficit is huge. Uh, fiscal conservatism is out the window. So he's in throwing money around Vancouver. I expect Trudeau to pay a number of visits to Metro Vancouver. <laughs> this is just the start. Uh, <laughs> really, this election is going to be fought in southern Ontario, Quebec, and Metro Vancouver. And that's where the ridings are at play. And there's a
0: number that he has to hang on to and ones he'd love to pick up, and he needs to pick up if he wants to form a majority government. Keith Baldry is my guest. Baldry's beat. Right to your phone calls here. Michael in Coquitlam. Hey, Michael. Yeah, so I think um, the problem is that we have anti dax teachers in the first place. And if this vaccine mandate or the mask mandate is going to get them out of schools and get them stop them from influencing our kids to make more you know anti-vaxxers uh, and anti-science people i think that's a good thing so bring in the mandatory vaccination for teachers then look right? we need to get these these crazies out of our schools one way or another okay but you know that's wow, that's a tough I, call I'm, for the union i mean they're if they're paying union dues i don't know how many teachers um you can accuse teachers of being Anti-vaccination. I, I don't well, there's a minority that. everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, right?
1: There's, a, but it, I think we've had a number of pollsters drill down and figure out that probably five to eight percent of society are anti-vaccine, uh, which is a very small number. Presumably similar in in various professions. You know, perhaps people in radio, same same profession or or TV. Uh, But again, I I know very few uh, anti-vaxxers out there, and I I don't see why the school system would necessarily have more than uh, the share of anyone else. Okay, we'll
0: see what happens here. Let's go to Brad on Vancouver Island. Hi, Brad.
1: Hi, Mike uh, and Keith. I'm curious about uh, max vaccinations. I I was solidly in the camp. I'm I'm double vaccinated. I'd be first in line for the third when it's available. I was solidly in the Schwarzenegger camp of freedoms be damned if getting vaccinated protects others. But data that's coming out now, there's stuff out of Israel, there's stuff out of India. And uh, uh, Jason, uh, it was on with Jody the other day, the scientist fellow from UBC, also said that everybody who's vaccinated is going to get infected, get used to it, were his words. So my question is, if in in fact my being vaccinated does not protect others i have a three-month-old granddaughter i have a 71 year old aunt who's getting chemo if i'm at just as much risk to them being vaccinated of contagion and, and transmission then a i don't understand how you enforce vaccinations if it's not for the common good if okay it's th- to protect, uh, well, okay right? thanks for the call it is for the common good so if you're vaccinated there it, it lowers the the incidence of transmission it also lowers the severity of the illness. Right now, everyone in ICU in BC, which is more than four, more than fifty, uh, are unvaccinated people. You don't have vaccinated people in in uh, in ICUs. Very small number. The last report we had, I wish the Center for Disease Control would update this more often, because we're still about a week old report. Where the number of hospitalizations is very low if you've been vaccinated. But if you're not vaccinated, it's, it's much, much higher. And that's why we need vaccination.
0: And you're less likely to infect someone else if you've been vaccinated. Yes. Right? Yeah. It can right. happen. Again,
1: vaccines are not 100%. No vaccine is. Well, especially against Delta. Yeah. And the Delta variant is very infectious. But again, the, you're basically playing the odds here. If you don't get vaccinated right now, every day, 500 cases yesterday. Uh, I I checked the the ages of the 1,400 cases reported on Monday over the weekend. Uh, uh, More than half are people in their 20s and 30s, and those are unvaccinated people because the vaccination rates for people below 40 are much lower than people above 40, and that's why you're seeing the illness right now being transmitted amongst
0: teenagers, 20s, and 30s. Let's go to Ed on the line in South Surrey. Hi, Ed. Yeah. Hi. I, I just wonder, you know, what I find amazing is how we sit here and unconsciously put this effort to uh, taxing our healthcare workers. I mean, they have to put up with all these now. It's between twenties and thirty ending up in the hospital. I mean, this is almost criminal negligence on behalf of the government. I mean, they should make a mandatory vaccination uh, for people over age of twelve, and you make up the rules. But I mean. Do something that protects our health care workers, because this is a pathetic joke. So you would say mandatory vaccination for. Oh, there's no question. for all yeah. elders, No question. Keep it simple, stupid. I mean, and drive the point home. And I tell you, you'll win the day. You'll win the majority of support from the public. Guaranteed. Okay. Well, you know, well, the snowball that, seems to be going down the hill. Keith, yeah, no, there. exactly.
1: I got to call him out this week saying the same thing. The vaccine mandates are going to become the new normal. I mean, the public wants it because when you've got 80% of the population buying into this thing, uh, you're going to have 80% of the population saying everybody should do this.